You're listening to Social, Social Distancing. Distancing, a podcast produced by Olivet College. To remind you that no matter how far we are from each other, we're all a part of the Olivet, Olivet College family. My name's Ryan Shockey with our co-host Dane Pavlowski today. Dane, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. Nice to in, hear you. It's good to hear you too. Today we also have a special guest with us, Tom Colossa. Uh, before we get to our guest and, and our show is normal, just wanted to remind everybody what uh, Social Distancing Podcast is about. It's uh, Dane and I bringing on special guests every week to help share the good news and what people are doing to get through our social distancing and the quarantine here during COVID-19. We hope everybody's staying safe and everybody's having a good time learning how to live with their family. But we miss you all as our Olivet College community, and we hope that uh, we get to see you soon and looking forward to it this fall. Dane, do you want to remind people how they can get to see that or hear this? Absolutely, I do. Thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah, remember, you can find this that you've obviously found it if you're hearing it, but you can find this anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, keep your eye on all the college social media accounts for those first two episodes. I want to thank all the guests who joined us and thank all the people who are reaching out, commenting, and engaging <laughs> with the content. We really appreciate it. And again, just like Ryan said, it's all about trying to find some way to keep that connection and all that. We're all about those personal relationships with each other. So this is our best way to try to make that happen right now with as many members of the Olivet College family as possible. So thank you all who have listened. And again, you can find us on Apple through the podcast app um, or through iTunes. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find social distancing. So thank you and keep us listening. And we got a good one today. Good. So to start us off, we have a good news story. Uh, this one hits close to home as it's one of our current students. We have a junior men's tennis player, information technology management major, Donald Doyle. He and his family saw in need a way to try to help hospitals create their own PPEs through uh, using 3D printers. Uh, great story on our, our website here. It talks about how they had five printers at their house. Only one worked. I don't know if I could figure out a 3D printer, Dane. Tom, I'm sure you can. You've done a lot of great things in your life. But uh, one worked. Donald work, went to work, got the other five up and running. They've been able to print uh, anything from mask to face shields. It talks about the elastic bands that they use around the, the headsets. Uh, and they're giving this information to the hospitals around the area so they can begin setting up their own 3D printer labs. Uh, one thing I really like about this story is – uh, Donald talks about had he not been given the opportunity to pursue a hobby and use 3D printing here in his OC mathematics and computer science department as a freshman, he never would have had the passion to try to put something like this together. That's one thing, Dane, I love about Olivet College, and I'm sure you and Tom being alumni would, would second this, but coming in as a freshman, somebody gets to use this equipment. You know, I know you teach journalism, mass communication. You don't hide the cameras from kids and tell them you have to be a senior to touch them, right? The opposite. Um, um, so, but exactly so that's that. That's great. And that's, you know, when I was a student, that's exactly why I came to Olivet. I, I think I told it before, but the, you know, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster and I wanted to get into sports broadcast because I wasn't talented enough to play on the field anymore, but like to be around. So I came here on a visit. My brother actually went here and came here and sat. He was a teaching major at the time, and he was on a radio show, and he called football games. I said, I want to do that. And the station manager at the time, John Schull, shout out Schull Daddy, who's now uh, in Detroit at big TV station, um, said, you could be on air day one. So something I thought would be a hobby then became a major interest in my life and a big passion, and I went on to cover sports then. 
till I came back. So that's the kind of thing, like you said about all of that, like it might seem like just something that you could do or a club or organization or group, but you find that as a major identifier for your life or a passion. And while that might not necessarily turn professional, like I'm guessing Donald's will, uh, it's something that you can really keep doing and really in this case, help a lot of people. Those PPEs right now are major and uh, Donald and his family, huge shout out. That's exciting, really cool to see. And, you know, on the topic of Donald Doyle, he's a men's tennis player. We've got an Olivet College grad who was on the men's tennis team. We might have to get into tennis statistics, maybe. Um, also a member of Phi Elf, a 1969 grad from Olivet College, uh, has a master's from Western. His resume is very impressive and things I don't even understand in the insurance and business fields, um, but also as a city commissioner, a vice mayor, and mayor in Battle Creek, a big philanthropist doing so many things, giving so much. Somebody who's really fun to hear talk about all the things they do. Um, and including with all that college uh, and as also the chair of the all that college board of trustees, our guest today, and I'm super excited, uh, is Mr. Tom Colossa. Tom, welcome to social distancing. Well, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Ryan. And um, hopefully we can make this beneficial for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully give everybody a little jolt of good energy, good happiness for all of that college. So Tom, to kind of give, my guess is a lot of people listening to this probably have a pretty good idea of who you are. Um, but you know, as a fellow Olivet College grad, it's always fun to hear how people end up at Olivet um, and how it kind of helped them in their life. As we know, it's a special place. So Tom, why did you choose to go to Olivet? How did that kind of happen? And then how did your experience at Olivet kind of set you in your path that you ended up on? Well, Dana, it's, it's, it's somewhat unusual because I didn't choose Olivet. I had the opportunity to find Olivet. And when I say that is because um, I had spent one year at a community college and the three other guys that I was going there with had already flunked out. I was kind of floundering. And um, I had a gentleman that I played tennis with back in Coldwater, Michigan, said, do you have a sports coat? I said, yes. He said, well, Monday I'll pick you up and we're going to go find a college for you. And he happened to be a Presbyterian minister, but he was a very dynamic type of person. He says, I will get you into a college. And he said, we will go and I will get you into Elma College because that's Presbyterian based. He said, but on the way, we'll stop into this other school on the way. So coming up, you know, I-69 wasn't built at the time. So coming up US-27, um, I had the opportunity to um, find Olivet. We pulled in there. We went into the administration building. Uh, he asked to speak to the dean of students, uh, which was Dean Boucher. Uh, he went in. I sat in the lobby where it is right now. I sat there for over an hour looking around. Finally, they came out and they said, would you like to go here? And I said, yes. So actually, Olivet chose me, but I had the opportunity to find it uh, just driving up. And what it's really done is Olivet gave me an opportunity. And because someone else thought that I needed that, uh, I want to make sure that I could do the best with that opportunity that somebody gave me. And that's what that's all about. And Olivet believed in me. And so that's what I, I took from Olivet right there. So, so you talk about that time um, 
you I believe you're you're a cold water native is that correct Tom that's correct um, so you go to community college you start to get into going to college I wasn't gonna mention when you graduated but Dane already ruined that so um, you talk about that time a lot of dynamic stuff going on uh, you coming out of the civil rights movement um, looking at some of the stuff going on in the world near Neil, Neil Armstrong we just put a man on the moon um, you know great things like Woodstock I don't know if you liked that kind of music or if you would have attended back in the day but but the world was very different in in that time period it's something people had never seen before kind of what our college students today are going through with COVID-19 unprecedented times with quarantine and social distancing uh, what did you learn about adversity when you were younger and how have you had to adapt and change and use those experiences and what would you recommend for our college students well the thing that I learned at Olivet is that learning doesn't stop. Uh, the individual and social responsibility doesn't stop you know, to reach, to become better for yourself, your family, and your and, and society doesn't stop. You learn all, I learned all this from Olivet, and that's how you proceed in life. Um, and you still try to grow. And that's what Olivet was all about in 176 years of growing. I still read uh, self-help and motivational books. It, it's, it's important to continue to learn. You mentioned self-help, motivational. One thing that I'm struggling with right now is giving enough resources to our coaches. They've got a lot of time on their hands. How do we use this productively? What's, what's the, the best read you've had lately uh, on that self-help motivational end? Uh, what book would you recommend somebody has got to read? You know, there's, there's so many books. Uh, there's a book I just read uh, just shut up and do it. Hmm. There's another book I read called Grit. Uh, there's another book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Those are all, Think and Grow Rich is, I don't know, 50 years old, and I still have it on my bookshelf. There's all kinds of books out there, and, and just whatever grabs that person. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice. Yeah, we've kind of been asking everybody that we've had on so far, um, when they knew that this was different, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, or when they knew that it was going to change how some things were happening for a lot of people. Um, what was it for you? When did you kind of first realize that this COVID-19 outbreak was going to have such an impact on maybe us or society at the moment? Well, when you see it start coming out and when you see it, you know, when you see it in the news, uh, my wife and I both discussed it. And, and said, no, this is going to be a pandemic. And so we, we saw that. Now, I did have somebody come up to me and say, no, this is a farce. That, that's not the case. And two weeks later, they came up and apologized and said that they made a mistake. Uh, so, you know, it's not, I mean, if you're just paying attention, you know, it's out there, you know, it's, it's, it's things change. And so life will change with the, uh, pandemic. And, you know, many people uh, who are small businesses, large businesses, businesses of all kinds and shapes, and I'm sure many people in all of that um, in the family know are uh, di different spots, at least, are dealing with in different ways. And, you know, as yourself, a professional leader of a lot of businesses, uh, you've had your hand in a lot of different areas. Um, how are your employees, your businesses? What are some things that you're kind of having to see adapt or change um, from your point of view, kind of that business point of view? 
Um, and what advice would you maybe give out to leaders, managers during times like this to kind of keep everything moving, keep everybody going? Well, we're always in the state of change. Change is good. If you're not changing, you're stagnant. And so uh, you got to move forward. With adversity, you have to look to yourself first. Then you look to your family. Then you look to your friends. And then you look to society. And how can you change? And how is that changing? And how is that helping everyone? How can you help everybody? How can you help relationship-wise? How can you help health-wise? How can you help yourself, your family, society, economically? And that's one of the biggest things here with this pandemic is that I'm not sure people were ready economically for this. Now, businesses, you always want to think that you're the, the sharpest knife in the drawer. But, you know, what makes me really smart is all the people I have around me. You have to work as a team, whether it's a business, whether it's family, whether it's a fraternity or sorority, whether it's uh, college friends you're finding more and more team building uh, in all type of education. So I, you know, with this time that we're having right now, you have to look and um, work as a team. Yeah. We have a lot of seniors right now, you know, as a professor, I've got, this is my first year that I've had the students for all four years. So I have some students heading into the, the work uh, environment now in a very strange time. Do you have any advice you'd throw out to current students that are graduating and heading into their fields at this time or anything that maybe just might help them out as they're moving on? Well, always move forward and stay strong. You always look for the opportunity. And once you get the opportunity, show what you can do with it. And there's a lot of opportunities out there. You've got to find them. And I think, by having an Olivet College degree, you'll see the opportunities come to you. And once you see that, once you recognize them, you'll see more and more. So the only thing I can say is stay strong and keep moving ahead. So as a community leader, your experience in Battle Creek with being a commissioner, the vice mayor, a mayor, uh, what would or what can community members do to help our local leaders and elected officials during this time? Well, these are very difficult times, times that most of our community leaders have not seen before <clears throat> or experienced. So they're all trying to do what's best for their community. And so we have to follow their guidelines that they've picked and selected for that community. If we feel that change is needed, do that after the fact. You know, so many people think, well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Well, we're all thinking for what's best. And we'll learn from this and we'll learn from change. And so as long as it's dynamic and you're moving forward and you're being positive, it will help. Pivoting a little bit um, from the civil service side to um, a little more in-house. Um, how are you doing? How's the family doing with this new situation? Um, how are you all passing the time? Uh, you know, are you learning anything interesting, doing anything interesting to kind of try to pass the time that you might not have had time for before? Well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm still at my office. I come into my office, but everybody else is not here. So, you know, I'm, I have social distancing. Um, I have offices at my home, but I, I, I want to get out uh, of my home. I work out a lot. I cycle inside if it's a, a nice uh, 
I'll cycle outside. Um, the family, well, you learn after 51 years of marriage, I thought I knew everything, but you know, sometimes you don't. I was just going to, it's shocking. It's all about getting on the bike too. That's how, how far do you go when you cycle? I'm trying to get into that world. Uh, I'll typically go anywhere from 15 to 25 miles. Nice. Oh, wow. I got, I got some work to do. It sounds like. <laughs> so does Ryan. Yeah, I do. I do. And yeah, uh, Tom was one of them that helped me kind of get into it with some of the benefits that he had talked about and expressed. And um, unfortunately, I think the quarantine diet, you talk about the COVID-15. Um, I think I'm just keeping that at a neutral right now with all the cycling I'm doing. I haven't seen a lot of positive effects of weight loss, but keeping at least I'm not gaining anything. You mentioned that you, you enjoy reading and, and the change and getting better with things and learning, constantly learning. Um, I know one of the things that might be difficult, but a lot of great people who are successful, they don't really ever shut off. You're, you're always constantly learning, thinking about the next thing. How can you be better? Uh, do you get any time to shut off and just relax? And, and if you do, what are you do? What's your, what are you watching on TV? What movies have you seen? Are you going back and watching any reruns? I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I've introduced my daughters to Seinfeld. Uh, I forgot how wildly inappropriate Seinfeld is. It is not G-rated. But um, what, yeah, what are you watching? What are you, what are you doing to kind of pass the time when you want to shut down a little bit and relax? Well, I do Sudoku. I read. Um, I don't really shut down. I'm, I'm always moving. Um, I'm not one to just to sit still. So I need action. And so I, I will read and I will do Sudoku. TV. I'm not really into TV that much. I do watch it. I watch the news. Um, I obviously watch sports, but I'm not into watching five-year-old sports events. So I'm not watching those. You know, it's obviously a, a interesting time, a intense time, a sad time, a stressful time for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, kind of like we did with the story about Donald Doyle, are there any good things that you've noticed or you've seen kind of come up uh, throughout the first like month of this COVID-19 outbreak? You know, that's interesting, Dean. That's a good question. And it's a positive question. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm seeing more and more people working together to help each other. That's nice. Another thing that I'm very, very uh, conscientious about is you're seeing more and more people considering other people's space. You know, you don't have to get right into their face. And uh, me being an asthmatic, you know, I, I don't need people in my face. I've always been careful when I'm in a general population opening doors and stuff, I wanna make sure that I'm washing my hands. And so, uh, yeah, there's, I would say, people working together, people being cognizant of other people's space, um, and just being considerate. Well, um, before we get to the last question, I've got to go off script and ask you because you mentioned you're a big sports fan. Um, unfortunately, I know who your your favorite Power Five team is, uh, with it being University of Michigan. I won't hold that against you. I'm a, from Indiana. I'm a big Purdue fan, so I guess I would pick Michigan over Ohio State. I'll just put that out there. Uh, but who are your other teams? Looking at NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, who do you enjoy watching? Well, 
obviously I'll watch the Tigers. Uh, I've followed them forever. Being from Michigan, you know, you've got to root for the Lions. Hopefully <laughs> in some decade they're going to get something done. So did you grow up a Michigan fan, or was that something that developed later in life? That developed. Um, actually, um, a good friend of mine, actually Joe Schwartz, uh, Dr. Schwartz, yep. who's on the board, um, got my daughter going to Michigan football games with his daughter, Brennan, when they were about six years old. And then he got, I got invited to a couple of Michigan golf, Michigan golf outings. And uh, first thing you know, I joined the, the Victor's Club. And the first thing you know, I had season tickets. And, and then you had to pick a side. You had to pick either Michigan or Michigan State. And I'd already, he already had me locked into Michigan. So I went with Michigan. And then my daughter went to Michigan and she played water polo there. So uh, that's that's how I got locked into Michigan. Well, if if Shockey gets to go off script, I get to go off script at least once. Um, you know, Tom. Just remember, I might go off script here too. Hey, absolutely. You're next. That's we're just going right down the row. Whoever okay. wants one, throw them out. Um, you know, I think with all of that college, you know, it being a smaller college, um, especially where we're located in the state, um, with those big ones, we said a couple of those names um just a second ago. I think people might not understand or really get the Greek environment on our campus and kind of what it's like and why people are so into it, why it's so important. So is there anything that you can share that you would want out publicly um, about your time as a Phi Elf that really stood out to you or that really helped you as you moved on in life or that you really look back on fondly? Well, yeah, Alabama is, is like a small family to me. And, and then within that family is a smaller family, and that's a, uh, the Greek societies. And uh, I had a couple people from Coldwater that were already Phi Alphas when I got to Olivet, so they kind of locked me into Phi Alpha. And that's a brotherhood that has been true forever. And it was founded in 1847 as a literary society. I still have a Phi Alpha Pi dinner plate that when they serve dinners that I'm going to donate to the archives. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just unique and more bonding. That's what it is. I promise this is my last one, but I love hearing stories about Olivet College. Um, somebody that I have really grown to love and an incredible wealth of knowledge. You got the privilege to play for one year with coach Jer Klein. He was your coach in tennis your last year. Um, do you have a good Jer Klein story or can you put your finger on what makes that man so special? I mean, he lives down the road from us and I, I'll be honest, I miss him with the quarantine. You know, he always stops by, we talk, we chat, still running at his age every day. Um, I, I envy you because you got to be coached by him and have a good relationship with him. What was that like? And why is he so special? Jer is a competitor, and he makes every person that he's talking with feel like they're number one. Mm-hmm. Now, let me let me go back. There was a time that I immensely disliked Jer Klein, and the reason being was he coached tennis for Marshall High School, and I played tennis for Coldwater High School, and he was their coach, and he would do anything switch people around, do anything that he could do uh, to, to be competitive. And um, 
I felt it was a real pleasure to to uh, be coached by Jer. Although he's not a very good tennis player, he'll just tell you to go out there and do it. <laughs> and that's Jer. But um, anything that he does, he's going to give 110%. And he expects you to do the same. And when you don't, he'll tell you. And when you do, he'll applaud you. And he's he's great that way. I still I still talk to Jer. I still see him. He still occasionally comes into my office. He's a great guy. One of the many Olivet legends that oh yeah yeah that just makes our place so special. All right. So to wrap it up, then, uh, what special or encouraging words would you like to share with the Olivet College family, our students, faculty, and staff? The college, after 176 years that it's been in existence, it's seen a lot, it's been through a lot, and we'll all get through this. And I think it's extremely important to stay strong and move forward, and change is good. That's that's important. You hit it on the head. Change is good. Um, you know, our coaches talk about it a lot. Change is good. Being uncomfortable is good. You know, nobody grows when they're comfortable or without change. I, I think uh, that's great encouraging words for our students to hear and uh, I know our coaching staff to hear I won't speak for faculty I'm sure they've got it all lined up and ready to go they're perfect but um, our coaching staff also needs to be reminded of that that change is good it's hard but it makes us better and I'll jump in and not speaking for faculty but for myself (laughs) and a little bit for my wife who's also on the faculty as we work through this together um, it's absolutely it we don't none of us kind of like we talked about planned for this or knew that we were going to transition to remote learning at the last second that we were going to come back from spring break not on campus and it's made a lot of faculty and myself included really have to think about what's really important in our class because we might not have the opportunity to work one-on-one with a student outside of class in person hands-on we have to find different ways to approach our students meet them where they are and kind of adjust how we teach to maybe not get every little tiny piece of minutia, but get the most important big things, those big rocks, and get them all lined up. So I think, uh, like you said, being able to take those opportunities, realize that that change is good. And uh, you know, when you said opportunity earlier, Tom, that's I tell students that every single day because to me, that's what all of that was. It's an opportunity. And it might be small in size, but you can do whatever. We have people like, Tom Colossa. We have people everywhere doing these amazing, great things. And it doesn't matter. It's because they took advantage of that opportunity. So uh, for me, I want to say thank you, Tom. I appreciate taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. This is exactly what it's about. As a former alum, as a former Comet, I love hearing other people tell their Olivet stories. It makes me happy. Um, And I just want to thank you for joining us. That was excellent. I appreciate it very much, Dane. Thank you. And uh, Ryan, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. It was great. Um, always interested in hearing stories from Olivet, and it's a lot of fun. And And I just also want to thank you for all that you do, not only for Olivet College, but as a, a local businessman and leader. Um, our communities look to people like you more than I think you realize sometimes. And we look for people to be calm and steady during times of transition and change and, and adversity. And uh, that, that means a lot to us and we really appreciate it. And thank you for taking time to come on today. So Dane, go ahead and uh, close us out here. Where would you find the podcast? You can find us anywhere you find your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can hear us. 
also through all that college social media you can find the links to play on youtube and if you want to be a part of the show i don't know if you're gonna live up to tom here but if you want to be a part of the show you have questions you'd like us to ask you have people you want us to reach out to please reach out to me dane pavlosky at d p a v l o s k i at olivetcollege.edu or at ryan shockey r shockey r s h o c k e y at olivetcollege.edu and please let us know or communicate through social media um, yep. I'll do my quick thank yous and then we'll give them to Ryan. I won't try to take all yours this time, uh, but I want to thank Tom, of course, for coming on and talking with us. That was extremely exciting, both as a faculty, a former Comet, and just a human right now uh, and really interesting, good stuff. Um, I also want to thank the Olivet College administration, the faculty, my fellow faculty, and our staff who are still keeping things running. I really want to give a shout out to students. I know this is difficult. Um, I know this is a big transition, but just like we've all said today, uh, finding a way to overcome or meet that adversity and embrace that change and try to find this as a time to really improve yourself academically, professionally, personally, whatever it is. Um, so shout out to our students. Uh, really appreciate the way you've all also transitioned with us as faculty and got things done. I also want to shout out some students specifically, uh, Aaron Gowdy, Keon Rainey, Asher Wertheimer, and Travis Garner. They were those voices you heard in the intro for listeners. And also Aaron Pavlosky lend her dulcet tones to the intro as well. Uh, so those are the people I want to thank. I want to thank Ryan as well. But so I uh, thank you everybody for supporting and listening. Ryan, who you got? Yeah, well, uh, first and foremost, thank you to Tom. Um, it is literally as easy as just telling me that uh, you want to be involved in this and Tom knows firsthand. I'll turn around and send you an email right back and say absolutely when and what and here are a bunch of questions. Um, so Tom can attest to that. It's that easy to get involved. If you want to get involved, you want to be on the show, uh, just send one of us an email, give us a phone call, let us know. We're always looking for guests. So thank you, Tom, for taking the opportunity. Again, thank you to Dane for all the production and editing he does way over my head. I couldn't do it. Uh, he makes it sound pretty darn good at the end of the day. Uh, uh, like to just double thank everybody that, that Dane thanked. We don't need to read their names again. Uh, but a big thank you to our seniors. When you think about this time of year and where we're at, uh, getting ready for finals, that last push, uh, I know we're not there to say it in, in person, but one of my favorite times of year is senior day. Uh, to get to see the kids uh, on their last game, their last competition on the field, on the court, uh, give them that big hug and thank them for everything that they've done. So I'd like to give a big thank you and a shout out to all of our senior student athletes who have poured their heart and souls into Olivet College for the last four years. And, and shout out everything they have. Shout out those senior athletes. Uh, you can see some really nice stuff that uh, the sports information director, Jeff Henson, has been yep. putting together at olivetcomets.com, the athletics website. Really nice write-ups on some of the seniors and people who have played their last seasons at Olivet College. Really nice. Thank you for the plug. Got you. And uh, a big thank you, too, to all of our alum. We are, if you follow the OC stories, you'll see good stories on what our alum are doing out there in this time of need. To me, that's what makes Olivet College special is our, our goal and our passion, mission for individual and social responsibility, stepping up and doing the right things at these times. So our alum make me proud to work at Olivet College. And I can't sign off without saying thank you to professionals, my wife's a nurse, all of our people on the front lines, essential workers, doing what they need to do during this time and putting their their comfort, their wants, their, their needs above and, and 
taking care of everybody else that needs taken care of. Uh, same with our campus. You know, we talk about IT maintenance workers that are there when we're still there. I had to check on the gym floor yesterday. Lo and behold, Marty Pearson was there working doing everything that he would do on a normal day. So a big shout out to them for, for doing the great things. Absolutely. And all those people, thank you so much. Thanks again, Tom Ryan. Hopefully this helped brighten your day a little bit. That's what it's all about. It sure does for us. Fills my heart up at once a week. It makes me feel good, energizes me to get through the rest of my week. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for the next episode. And until then, stay healthy, stay safe, and go Comets. Go Comets. Thanks for listening to Social Distancing. Don't forget to subscribe and be on the lookout for more content.